0: From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Hands up if you have an Instagram account. Also hands up if you've ever been sent suspicious links that could possibly be from hackers. It's becoming extremely common for Instagram accounts to be compromised in 2022, with one phishing scam in particular catching out even those who feel they're pretty clued up when it comes to being targeted by online criminals. Today, we take you through the latest Insta scam and how you might be able to get your account back if you fall victim. But first, your news headlines for Tuesday, August 30. Officials installed by Russia in Ukraine say it was Ukrainian artillery that hit a building at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, punching a hole in the roof where reactor fuel is stored. Journalists on the ground have been unable to verify the report, with both Ukraine and Russia denying they are targeting Europe's largest nuclear power station, accusing the other of the attacks. Following the strike, technicians say radiation levels still remain normal. Former Australian of the Year Grace Tame has gone to police over new messages from her childhood abuser. Tame successfully overcame the court system that didn't allow her to speak about her attack herself in 2019, saying that when she was 15 she was groomed and sexually abused by her 58-year-old teacher at St Michael's Collegiate School. He was sentenced to 23 years and 10 months back in 2011, serving one year and nine months. Ms Tame wrote on Twitter yesterday that she was still dealing with open threats and harassment from the man who abused her, posting screenshots of his Twitter feed, which seems to show he's counting down to an act of revenge planned to coincide with the release of her book. A new report is set to explore the growth of the far-right movement in Victoria and how the pandemic influenced it. The inquiry was announced in February after people travelling in the Grampians came across a neo-Nazi gathering in January 2021 and the erection of gallows outside Parliament as MPs debated pandemic legislation in November. The report probed the risks to multicultural communities as well as their methods of recruitment and communication. A new report from the Australian Council of Trade Unions says the federal government could unlock $110 billion in economic output by putting in place several measures to encourage more women back to work. Those measures include increasing paid parental leave from 18 to 26 weeks, with further plans to increase it to 52 weeks by 2030, making early childhood education free and introducing multi-employer bargaining. The ACTU report found that if the gender pay gap was cut in half... Australian women would take home an additional $85 billion and generate $110 billion for the economy every year. Tennis legend Serena Williams will hit the court this morning to take on Dunka Kovinich in what may be her final Grand Slam event at the US Open. With Ash Barty already retired and Williams on the way, the women's draw is wide open this year with several lining up to be the champion. But while Williams' singles career is the one in the spotlight, her and sister Venus have also scored a wild card into the doubles tournament. The sisters having won 14 Grand Slam titles in the past, the second highest of any women's pairing. That's Latest news headlines now for today's deep dive. Hey, what's up? Hi there, I really need your help. What's going on? I've been locked out of my account, and Instagram's asking me to get a friend to help using their account.
1: Okay, what do you need me to do?
0: Uh, I'll send you the link and you can click on it to verify me. It's asking for me to send you a code. Yep, that's what you need to do. Just send me the code. This is just one of the ways that Instagram hackers are accessing your account. Once you log in and verify your friend whose account has itself already been hacked, the hacker now working their way through their contact list, trying to see which of them they can also catch out with this scam, you have unwittingly handed over your login details and the account no longer belongs to you. This is what happened to Sydney casting producer Jack Skipworth, who says his account wasn't a business one, but valuable nonetheless.
1: It's just my personal account really. I just use it for fun really but also I use it for work because I work in casting so that's the way that I reach out to people, find people so a lot of my time during my work days spent on Instagram. I was very hungover one morning and I got a text message from someone who I used to work with who was an older woman and she was asking for help retrieving her Instagram account and I thought it was Very random, but also I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can help out. And she asked me to send her this code that I got sent. So I did that and it turns out that the code was for my account and I'd sent it back to them.
0: Jack says after the hacker took over, they didn't ask for anything he could pay in order for him to get it back.
1: No interaction, no. It was basically instant that I'd got locked out of... Instagram. And then my Facebook was maybe like an hour later, but I kept trying to change the password. And every time I went to go in and change the password, they would do it quicker than I would. It was almost like impossible to do it. Yeah, it was pretty much instant, just lost access to everything.
0: He says he went through all the steps required of him to try and get his account back, but it wasn't overly successful.
1: I basically Googled how to get it back from Instagram, went through the process of reporting, getting all my friends to report the page because it was starting to message everyone. I think it messaged everybody on my friends list on Instagram. Basically did the Instagram thing where you report it and they say that they'll get back to you. And then it took a few days and I still had not heard anything. And the account was still messaging all of my friends and trying to hack their accounts and things like that. There's not a number you can ring. There's not an email you can send. It's like you have to go through all these little steps just to get to this one little form on the site. And it's like a complaint form, really. And I still to this day, I've not heard anything back from them. And I Googled, I did a lot of research and a lot of people just said that they will never get back to you. I was still hopeful that Instagram would message me back at some point. It had been like three or four days at that point and I was getting a bit agitated and I was considering just starting again, but I didn't like the idea of my account still being live with all my pictures and stuff and me not having access to it. I didn't like that it was messaging all my friends and family and also that I would lose everything, you know, all the contacts that I made through work and it would have been a big loss if I had lost my Instagram. So I was just trying to think of any alternative at that point, how I could get it back.
0: After all these steps and nothing from Instagram or its parent company Meta, Jack decided to take matters into his own hands.
1: So then I just started Googling, uh, going along of forums and seeing people who had been in the same position as I had. And then I came across this article... I was like, well, if a hacker stole my Instagram, surely I could hire another hacker, a different hacker to get it back. Obviously, it's like, I don't want to say an elite of skills, but it's like a set of skills that, you know, I don't have. So if I could find someone that might be able to do it, and I started researching, Googling, found all these articles and ended up coming across this one guy's name in a few articles. And he has a website, says he specializes in Instagram account recovery. so. I just reached out to him. It was a bit of a leap of faith to be honest, so I reached out via the website, just says to email this guy, and then I got a message via WhatsApp, and it was like very discreet, like didn't have a name. I was like, Hey, tell me what your issue is and I started messaging, and then he said it would cost eighteen hundred dollars and I was a bit shocked by that i don't even have eighteen hundred followers to be honest, so I was like, no I'm not going to pay that. my instagram's not worth that much and then he realized my account was like a small one and ended up coming down to 400 us dollars i just agreed and he's like okay this is where i do my thing so i was hopeful he sounded nice on whatsapp obviously it was all just via message and then he comes back and goes okay i've got your account back you must pay me now before i get it back and i was like oh no that's a big red flag and he's like jack i'm not a hacker this is my job So I I transferred him $400 and he talked me through the whole process and set up two-factor and gave it back to me.
0: With just one click on a phishing link and a shared code, hackers can change your email and phone number to set up two-factor authentication so you can't simply change the password to get it back. Instagram, owned by Meta, who also run Facebook and Snapchat, have no real customer support for this increasing issue. So people are left speaking to bots, filling out online forms and attempting to submit selfies to prove they own the account. Many say the request goes nowhere and the account stays in the hands of the hackers. Some people have reported that their Instagram hack has also come with a side of blackmail, with the hackers asking for money to return control of their account to them. And it's not just the little guys whose social media accounts are being targeted by these scammers. Back in July, Disney's Instagram account was hacked. The hacker posting four photos to the account, filled with swear words and racist and homophobic slurs. Disney managed to shut it down pretty quick and got their account back on track within a couple of hours. The Bored Ape NFT Project's Instagram account was hacked in April. The hacker posting a fraudulent link to a copycat version of their website, where a safe transfer from attack asked users to connect their MetaTask to the scammers' wallet to participate in what would turn out to be a fake airdrop event. Board Ape Yacht Club say they had two-factor authentication enabled and their security was tight. They have no idea how their account was compromised. So what do we do when we're the target of scammers and hackers? And what are the responsibilities of the company who runs these platforms to help people get their accounts back from criminals? Paul Haskell Dowland is a Professor of Cybersecurity Practice and Associate Dean for Computing and Security in the School of Science at Edith Cowan University in Perth. Professor, is anyone recording or is there any way of knowing how many Instagram accounts are compromised on any given day across the world?
2: So, there isn't any obviously published data that relates to the number of incidents of account compromise in the realms of Instagram. However, we do know from other data sources and particularly published figures through people like Scamwatch that there are tens of thousands of these incidents every year, rising to hundreds of thousands and millions when you look globally. So, we know it's very prevalent. But we don't really have a feel for exactly how many are happening on a a daily basis with a particular social media provider. But we certainly know that there are lots that do get reported. Unfortunately, there are also huge numbers that never get reported. We suspect maybe 25% actually get reported to the relevant authorities.
0: What's the motivation here, Paul? We see that in some cases, small businesses in particular, are given a ransom option to get their account back. So people want to make money this way. I get that. But in a lot of these cases, it seems these accounts are mostly used to then hack other people's accounts. What are they then doing it for?
2: So it's much like all the other forms of scams that pervade on the internet. So we see that one scam often leads to another and you end up effectively with a chain of destruction, which leads to the ultimate goal, which typically is to do with money. So any asset or piece of information on the internet has some kind of value. And if you're able to accumulate numbers of social media accounts, even if they're just for individuals, they are a valuable commodity. And of course, social media accounts will have credentials attached to them, usernames and passwords. And unfortunately, people's password practices are still a little bit lax. And so we tend to see that people reuse the same password on multiple systems. And so cybercriminals use a technique called credential stuffing. So they take one set of credentials that they've obtained by some means, and then they will try them on lots of other accounts and lots of other systems. And this is what we've seen, particularly with some of the commercial Instagram accounts, so where they're being used for business purposes. And often it's not the Instagram account that was compromised first. It was some other random website. And so if you use the same credentials on more than one site, it is quite possible that over time, those details get passed on, they get resold, and they get tried on lots of other systems until eventually someone gets lucky and gets into one of your social media accounts.
0: So never, ever have the same password on any more than one thing. Is that the advice?
2: It's really advisable not to. So I personally have well over 500 accounts. So across all the websites and services that I use, I've got over 500 sets of credentials. And every single one of them is unique. Now, you can probably guess there's no way that I can remember all of those unique passwords. And they're also lengthy, complex passwords. So I use a password manager. And that allows me to have one really secure password that I use to log into the manager. And those passwords are uniquely generated for every single website. It makes sure that should one site be compromised, it is only that one website. They can't use that password on any other system that I use.
0: Are Meta doing anything to support those who lose their accounts? Obviously, they own Instagram and Facebook and the like. I hear a lot of reports of people who have gone through the step-by-step process, but you're basically talking to a bot on the back end of Instagram that's advising you to fill out this form, take a selfie. Often it doesn't work. Often it might take days or weeks or months for any kind of response from the company. Does Meta have a responsibility to help support those people who lose their accounts to hackers?
2: Absolutely, they do. And of course, there's multiple aspects to these problems. So whilst you could argue that they are perhaps being slow, not being as responsive as they could be, and certainly it's very frustrating when you're only dealing with the automated chatbot, but you have to remember that the process that you're going through of trying to recover your account is actually the same process that a criminal may well use to try and steal your account. And so from the perspective of Instagram or any other provider, they have a significant expectation or onus to make sure that they are dealing with the genuine person. And it's really hard to do that when your account's been compromised. So a business was affected. Their Instagram account was stolen from them. But because that individual, the, the criminal, had gained access to the account, they had changed a lot of the details attached to the account. So when the automatic processes kick in that try to validate who is the genuine user, all of this information was going to the criminal.
0: If your Instagram account is compromised, is it better just to cut your losses and start over or try in some way to get it back again?
2: So I think it really depends on the circumstances. So if you are a commercial organisation and the, the social media account is a proven asset to your business and it allows you to generate significant revenue, then the chances are you probably need to recover that by some means. It's tricky. And with individuals, it's probably not worth the cost, unless you, you know, really are truly addicted to your social media profile and to the contact you've made. In most cases, these things can be rebuilt.
0: Paul, what's your advice with dealing with these phishing scams? I mean, I very nearly fell for one not long ago. Someone I work with DM'd me, said they'd been locked out of their account and they needed to be verified and could I help. It was only when I realised that it was asking for a code that I was like, no, 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 that's trying to hack into my account. But I wasn't aware of this scam until I was aware of this scam, if you know what I mean. So how do we protect ourselves from the smarter and smarter ways that these guys are phishing us?
2: Again, it's really difficult because the scam techniques that are being used are very clever. They're very well designed and they're being run by professionals. So the idea that these are you know, individual cyber criminals working on their own, hiding away in a basement somewhere and just targeting people one by one, these are mass crimes. So a lot of the scams operate out of call centers and you might have hundreds of people who are engaged in this scamming activity, and they can be generating millions of dollars of revenue. We all get them. We get them all of the time, and if we are suitably aware of them coming in, then the first step is to simply ignore them. Just work on the assumption that they're all scams, but of course, we do receive messages that are genuine and sometimes even look like they may be suspicious. So if it's an organization that we deal with, so if it's your bank or if it's your credit card company, even a social media company that you deal with, then it's usually best to go to the source. So if the message directs you to um, respond in some way or to follow a link or to type in a code into some application, the best thing is to not do anything. Find out who it's coming from. So if it's coming from Instagram, for example, or if it's coming from your bank, contact them directly. So find their support line, and if you're thinking it may be a scam, see if they've got a reporting line specifically for this, and go direct to the source. Never trust any contact details provided in the text message or the email, because they may well be directing you to the scammers themselves. So go to the website, do some searches online, find a legitimate contact number, and speak to them directly. Now, if you feel that you've already fallen victim, if perhaps you've given information that you weren't concerned about at the time or indeed if it's a financial scam and you've potentially given bank details or credit card details, then contact the provider immediately and go through to their fraud hotline and make sure that they take immediate action to at least block any future transactions or potentially to start the recovery process if you have indeed lost any money.
0: Paul, if these are global, well-organized, large scams... Are there authorities around the globe working to put a stop to them?
2: There are. There's a huge amount of effort being put into dealing with all kinds of cyber crimes. So to put it into context, the volume of scam activities is incredible. A couple of years ago, we were sitting at about $800 million of losses in Australia alone. That's risen to $2 billion. And when we look at it globally, this is a more than trillion dollar enterprise. So there are massive amounts of money being made by criminals around the world in all kinds of cyber crime activities, and that includes all of these scams. So all of the major service providers for telecommunications, all of the mobile phone operators are now required to proactively block these kinds of messages. Now, it is early days, and the solutions are certainly not perfect as yet. But we are seeing very large volumes of scam messages being blocked in the network. So they're not actually reaching us. And the techniques that they're using to detect these are obviously evolving over time. And they're getting better and better with every single week. So we're going to see it progressively getting better over the next couple of years as the systems are enhanced and become more efficient at detecting scam messages and preventing them from ever reaching us. But a lot of it is based on reporting. So if individuals don't report the scams that they see, then the systems that are able to block them don't necessarily learn from those messages.
0: So lock your accounts up tight. Don't ever use the same password twice. Get your two-factor authentication up and running. And don't click on any link sent via DM, even if it does come from someone you know. Jack says the experience of being hacked has changed him and he knows now just how quickly your access to your own online world can be snatched away from you.
1: Normally I'm not one to sort of fall for scam messages or anything like this, but this one, because it came from somebody I knew and it sounded like a real person, like needing help, and I just like, yeah, sure, I'll help you. Now I am very sceptical of any messages I get from people that seem a bit strange, whether it's I know them or not. And also, it's just about making sure your accounts have two-factor authentication turned on. I didn't have that turned on my Instagram. So it's just making sure you have all those security elements like in place.
0: That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producers, Talissa Bazaz and Callie Borg, with audio production by Tom Lyon. Big thanks to anyone listening who's become a Mamma Mia subscriber. Subscribers get access to every podcast, exclusive videos and all the great articles on Mamma Mia. And of course, you'll be supporting our team of female journalists and producers. Subscriptions cost as little as $5.75 a month. There's a link in our show notes.